This is The Wealth Standard Radio, your gold standard in everything financial. Hey everyone, this is Patrick Donahoe. Welcome to The Wealth Standard Radio. Uh, this is actually pre-recorded, but we are on a really in a really cool place, and that is the middle of the Caribbean. And for those of you who have been listening for, for a few years now, we, uh, we go on uh, uh, an investor summit at sea uh, every single year called the Real Estate Guys Investor Summer at sea, or Summit at Sea. And it really is, it's, a, it's an amazing, amazing event. Uh, this is my sixth year here, and, uh, and I've been joined this year by uh, two of my favorite people. Uh, one is uh, Ryan Lee. Ryan's sitting here right now. What's going on, Ryan? Hey, how's everybody doing today, Pat? It's great to be here in the middle of the ocean mm-hmm. doing a podcast. Technology's amazing. How are, how are you? How are your sea legs doing? Uh, my sea legs are good. My <laughs> my brain's a little bit stuffed full of amazing information, but my legs are good. Cool. Well, we're gonna we're gonna discuss some of the things we learned this year. This is a, this was a very special year. Next year is gonna be even more special. But this year. We had uh, we had Robert Kiyosaki, author of the, of the book Rich Dad Poor Dad. Uh, he was uh, he was here for almost the entire week on the boat. Got off in Jamaica, had to go to another event, but uh, but he was here. We heard from him a number of times. Uh, Gia were Griffin, the author of the creature from uh, Jekyll Island. Uh, there were a couple of really high level attorneys. There were some investment groups, and what was really cool is the first couple of days we were actually in Miami, and we had a a panel on precious metals and obviously it's a it's a real estate focused real estate focused summit but they brought in a lot of these you know these these metal guys gold bugs just because of the state of our economy right now and what's going on in the currency markets so they brought these guys in and you know they had uh, they had Jim Rickards who's the author of currency wars as well as um, Peter Schiff. Uh, the death the death of money oh, yeah. right and then uh, then you have Peter Schiff you know of uh, Who's written a number of books? Anthem Blanchard. Uh, it's anyway. It was amazing. And then Gio Griffin and Kiyosaki were on that panel, and they were all up there. Jim Rickards was actually FaceTiming in from I don't know where it was. It was some like cabin in the wilderness. That's what it looked like. But it was it was an amazing panel. Like, I mean, I was I was just like, holy cow! This is you have Jim Rickards in there talking and debating about gold and what's going on in the bond markets. I mean, it was an it was an amazing time. But like you said, Ryan, it's like. There are there's so much information in my head right now. It's over, overflowing, but really the reason why I keep coming back to this thing is just because of the people you're around, because of the ideas that you get, the energy that you feel, the motivation you get to go back out and really take your uh, take your game to the next level. So this is your first time, right? So I'm curious, I'm curious to hear you know what your experience has has been. I know that we've talked about it for years, right? Yeah. And Sean. Our good friend Sean Fleming, he's he's here as well. He was here last year. Brad's been for a number of years. He'll he'll be in, in a second. But for you, it's the first time, so you've heard about it. So did the summit live up to its hype? Uh, way way more than its hype as well. I think there there were so many things. I've listened to the Real Estate Guys podcast for years now, and you know the information that you get on the podcast is one thing, but the main thing that I got from uh, from this summit was just being around a lot of like-minded people. And we talked about that over and over with, with a bunch of individuals here, that it's hard to find people that will push you and drive you and that have the same motivation and energy as you do. I mean, most of the dinner conversations back at home are about the latest football game or fashion show or yep. whatever it is, you yep. know. But to be able to come here and meet people who are dominating and crushing it and just making a difference in their communities all throughout the world. I mean, people from all around the world were here to hear their stories, to hear their passion, to hear their thought process, 
how they're taking unique information and creating value in their area mm-hmm. and to just be able to share uh, and to be able to feed off each other's energy and provide energy to others. I think that was the biggest thing here outside of the, the, the speakers and all of the great information was being around like-minded people. And mm-hmm. that, that's one of the big things I took away. I think we're, we're very fortunate in a paradigm. We've got a lot of you know, high-level thinkers there and we, we, get, we get to collaborate and be with people, but to break that out and, and really see other people doing amazing things throughout the world was awesome. Well, it's, a, it's motivational. You look at you look at coming here, and especially some of the guys that were, were here the first year I was here and that are still coming, just what they've what they've been able to accomplish between now uh, and, and this time. And then looking at other people and their businesses and what they're going through. These, I mean, these are very, they're, they're high-level producers, and it's been incredible for me to continue to come here and witness it. But you're right, the thought patterns that, that we have, the way we think, the philosophy we have about money, the philosophy we have about life. Oftentimes, that's not necessarily represented in our in our close knit home circle of influence. Now, sometimes people don't even understand what you're saying they, when you start talking about that stuff. Can you have a gold conversation with ninety five percent of the people that you come across on a daily basis? No, you can't. And and gold, and that was one of the other things. I'm sure that's one of the topics we'll talk about today. Was just the the kind of the, the profound chapter that we were able to study with Robert Kiyosaki uh, about about gold. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that, but it's no, you can't, right? Because there's there's so much context that's required to have a high level conversation. It's kind of like a foreign language, right? If you go into a room and there's people that are speaking Portuguese, okay? Like I, I speak Spanish. You speak you speak Spanish too. I speak Spanish and I can understand a word here, a word there, but I don't have the full context. If I go into a room of people speaking uh, Japanese or Chinese. It's like it's a, I, I have no I have no idea. I might be able to pick up like on an expression or whether it's a positive or negative one. Who who knows? But I'm completely lost. So even though there's English spoken here, right? It's a different language. It's a language of money. It's a language of uh, economics. It's a language of philosophy. And oftentimes the the context that we've you know kind of created in our culture at Paradigm. It's very difficult to take that and plug it into your circle of influence. Well, and I, I like the way you bring that up too and kind of relate it to a language. You know, one of the things about the language, you speak Spanish and, and I do as well, but I haven't used my Spanish for very much in, in the last five, six, seven years, mm-hmm. right? And I find every time I try to speak Spanish now, I'm a little bit rusty. It takes mm-hmm. me a little while to get back in the groove and, yeah. and remember how to, you know, say the right words and yep. do that. The same, I think the same is with our financial intelligence. I mean, that's a muscle that has to be exercised and used yep. regularly to, to be growing and developing. And if we let that lax and let that, that let that go by not reading books, by not listening to podcasts, you know, or not coming to these summits, you know, that, that's that's a muscle that won't serve us as well if, if we don't use it. No, and I think also you look at the, those are kind of single, singular activities, right? Because listening, reading, it's just your mind that's involved. But what it does, it does form the context to come to groups like these and have intelligent discussions at that level. So that's that's where you know, the summit at sea. It's put on by the real estate guys. Radio. Uh, they've been they've been doing this. I think since almost twenty years. Like nineteen ninety. Yeah. Well, nineteen ninety seven is when the podcast came out. It'll be their fifteenth year doing this summit at sea. It's basically a a conference. There's about 130, 140 people here. They do it on a cruise ship. So we're on a cruise ship in the middle of the ocean. Uh, we hardly do anything on the boat. We're in the classroom learning. Uh, we do go to ports, but some years there's been real estate excursions. Um, some years we go as a, a group. But really, this whole summit is not a vacation. right? This summit is really to confine us to a centralized location so that we can be focused on accomplishing what our objective is, which is different for everybody, but still it's a very common objective, which is, okay, what are you going to do 
with the information you learn to improve your financial life, personal life, et cetera. Yeah, and I would say with that, I was a little bit, you know, I didn't, I don't know how I would react being with people twenty four seven pretty much, right? And uh, being on this cruise ship, it's been amazing because we're in the classroom and we're learning these amazing principles. And then, you know, when we break out of the classroom, we'll go to dinner or we'll, we'll you know, we'll dock on shore and go sit on the beach. But we're sitting on the beach with Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah, or, or Gio or Griffin. Yeah, or we're we're in, you know, we're eating dinner with, you know, with these amazing real estate investors that are doing yeah. things around around the world. And we get to learn more about each other. And really, it's not just what we're learning in the classroom. It's how people are applying it and how yep. they're seeing it and how yep. their viewpoint is different from my viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And we can find, you know, different ways to, to do, you know, to reach our goals with this. It's, that's an amazing feature about this real estate summit is you are out at sea. So you're pretty much disconnected from the normal technology that, that can distract you quite a bit. But you're with these, these people from instructors to other investors you know, in, in, you know, very, very close-knit settings all the way throughout this cruise. It's yeah, really and, cool. it's, and it's one thing where, you know, you go to a conference and you listen to somebody, but then it's you listen to somebody and then you're able to have yeah. multiple conversations with yeah. them to really grasp the message they're, they're trying to get across. Yeah. So if you guys want to learn more about the Real Estate Guys Radio, their, their, their URL, their website is realestateguysradio.com. Uh, they have well over 500 episodes on, on their podcast. You can access that on iTunes. Uh, and very intelligent guys, Robert Helms and Russell Gray. Those are the two real estate guys. But they've had guests in the past, such as you know Peter Schiff, Kiyosaki, Kim Kiyosaki. A lot of the the rich dad advisors, Ken McElroy, the Lannons, Tom Wheelwright, Garrett Sutton. The list the list goes on. And they really what they try to do is is bring together these high level people uh, because those those are people that because they love what they do. The more they can teach, the more they can interact. You know, the more fulfillment they get out of it, and it's amazing that none of these speakers are paid, right? In fact, some of them have to, some of them actually have to to pay their way. And so, looking at, you know, this who who shows up at this, I still am just mind boggled. You know, the the caliber of people that they come to this. But the real estate guys, you know, like I said, they they also have some other resources and information. On, uh, on their website, which is really valuable. Like I said, they just have, I mean, I don't even know where to start. I mean, they have so much information on there. And, it, you know, we have some information on there as well. They have, uh, they have investment information. They have a lot of different partners. Uh, but truly, they've really created a tribe that has uh, not only made themselves successful, but also a lot of the people that are participating. So, so it's, you know, it, it's been a great experience so far. It's actually our last day here. It's really, uh, really hard to believe. Uh, but if you want to learn more about them and learn about the summit and some of their other events, definitely go to their website, realisticguysradio.com. Uh, you can click on events and it'll talk about the summit at sea. But also they have a course or an event that they do called the Secrets of Successful Syndication, which is how to raise capital the right way for different projects. Uh, they also do different field trips. So they'll go to a local market. They've gone to Memphis. They've gone to Atlanta. Uh, they've gone to Houston. Uh, I think the next re- field trip is in Belize in a, in a uh, development that they're doing. So anyway, it's, it's, been, it's been amazing. So let's, let's maybe get into some of the highlights. First of all, we, have, we now have our, our great friend, uh, Brad, Brad Gibb. Uh, this just joined us. Just uh, in time. Ju- just in time. Perfect time. You like you're you're you know you could have six, timed it. Six cents. I knew. <laughs> we just we pulled him away from the buffet. <laughs> this is like your escape from from like the eating healthy world, isn't it? Right. This is my binge. <laughs> this is my binge. Yeah, but I'm done. I need to, I need a I need a break from it. You need some green drink. You need some I'm green not, drinks. I need some green drinks. I can get back to the gym. <laughs> All right. So let's let's maybe go. Let's go through some of the some of the main takeaways that we've had. Cause we, we've had. 
I've had a, I've had a ton. It's really hard to go in and articulate all of them. But let's go and maybe talk about some of the the highlights of the cruise and some of the things that you got out of it. Uh, Ryan, maybe start start with you since you're brand new, and then Brad will go to you and say you know because you you this is I think number three or four. Yes, yeah, so it's four. And you know you've gotten some every, every single year. I'll yep. really love to see what your highlight is. But Ryan, let's start. Let's start with you. Cool. Uh, yeah, man. And it's hard to take. You know, it's hard to condense this down into a few key takeaways. But I would say for me, there were a couple really monumental points for me. Number one, Robert Kiyosaki. Um, you know, there was a point in the conference when uh, either he or someone else asked people to raise their hands who had read his book, Rich Dad Poor Dad, and if that had made a, a transformation in their life. And I, along with 80% of the, the, the room held up their hand and said, yeah, that book made a transformational transformational difference in, in their life. If you haven't read it, I would highly encourage you to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. But here's the thing that, that, I, that I discovered on this uh, cruise. There is so much information out there, right? Financial information. And 95% of it, if not more, is probably just noise, right? It's distracting, it's, it's half-truths mixed with, you know, with, with fundamentals. But it's not principle-based, and it's, it's, it's confusing. And I, I think that's why so many people have such a hard time is they, they go a mile deep, and they, get, they follow all this marketing propaganda, and they go all these different areas in their finances, and they end up with you know, a small measure of success. And then they look for the next greatest thing and the next big stock tip or whatever it is. But one of the things that Robert Kiyosaki said is you know, financial truth is simple. His book is simple, and that's what makes it so profound. And if we can gravitate or, or hold on to those key fundamental principles and follow them, that's where true wealth is created. And, and I think coming away from this, that was my big aha takeaway. Personal finance is simple. We have to know the right truths to follow. And we have to have the right principles. But at the end of the day, it's pretty simple what to do. And getting lost in all of the, the detail is really just you know, deceiving uh, a way that you're not really going to get what you want. Well, I think we've been, we've been cultured for magic pills, Yeah. right? You have the magic pill to do this. You have the shortcut to do this. You have, you know, do, wear this and you'll get this. And so we're always looking for the shortcut. And I mean, sometimes things take a short period of time, but really looking at what financial independence is, it, it really is, it's, it's a journey and it's specific and unique to an individual. And there isn't a, a magic pill per se, but you're right. I mean, these days it's, you know, the world is filled with uh, financial bias, right? Do this, do this. And there was even some on the cruise this year, right? There's bias where people are like, you should do this. What was funny is I heard probably three or four presentations where they had, and not, you know, it doesn't, doesn't mean the presentations were bad, but they had like a screen on there, which was was a disclosure that says, I'm not a financial advisor. I don't give financial advice. But the whole freaking presentation was financial advice. It's like, you should do this and you should do this. And I tell people they should do. So it's, it's one of those things where I, I that's one, and I'm going to talk about in a second after, after uh, Brad goes through a lot of his breakthroughs, but it, it's principles that really govern. It's a, sim, it's a simplicity. And that typically will filter out all bias. Yeah, and and you know the good thing about that is, and I think you hit the nail right on the head. We're taught to diversify our efforts and and you know put a little bit of money here and a little bit of money there and hope that it all works out. But what I came away from this are the people who are successful, the ones who um, who we met who are crushing it. They find their niche, and they they get ex you know they they develop their expertise in that niche. They do one or two things and they do them very well, and they're based on sound fundamental principles. Mm-hmm personal finance, achieving financial independence, it's simple, you know, and, and that, that was the big key takeaway for me. Um, outside of that, you know, we all participated in a, a study group with Robert Kiyosaki, and that was mind-blowing. I have never once studied the way we studied it with, with Robert Kiyosaki in that focus group, 
you know, he had us read a very, a very good article around precious metals, around gold. But, you know, the study group was all about discovering what the author truly said. And I, I, you know, I found myself as I read it, I was making all these notes and I was ready to discuss how this sentence relates to this and how I felt about this. Or I don't agree I, with this, but I agree yeah, with this. It was, I had all of my personal bias in there, which means all I did is I took what was on that page and I just made it conform to my little reality. And Robert Kiyosaki destroyed us on that, right? I mean, oh, and I'm going to say destroyed it, and it's, it's hard to express what he truly did in that room without yeah. actually being in that room. But all Robert Kiyosaki wanted us to do is truly look at the words on the page and hear the author for what the author said. Yeah. Get in the author's, well, have the author get in your, in your head, hear his voice in your own head. That means you had to eliminate all personal bias, all little connections. Ego. Truly, yeah, truly just understand what he said. And here's the powerful thing. Robert Kiyosaki says, you know, as, he, as he's been able to do this over the past several years with his team, he now has all of these impactful authors in his head. When he goes to make a financial decision, he can hear Jim Rickards in his head saying, okay, this is how I think about precious metals because he's read and studied Jim Rickards for what he truly says. Yeah. And I thought that was, I mean, it took about 20 minutes of him just totally saying, stop I don't care what I don't care about your opinion yeah. I, you know I don't care about the correlation yeah. what is it that the author said and He's once saying, we can yep. get past that it was really profound mm -hmm. to really listen and see the article for what it truly was as opposed to what we wanted it to be yeah no it's good I mean I I, I was after going through that it was it was the second time because a couple of years ago uh, the first time Kiyosaki it was I think it was five years ago the first time he was on uh, the, the cruise he did like, I think it was three nights of study group this is only one night and it was the exact same thing. And I, I started to have like flashbacks, <laughs> right? And it was like, oh my gosh. But it was, it was one of the most unorthodox ways to study. Yeah. And where you're, because his whole thing is standing on the edge. And what yeah. that means is, you know, you have multiple opinions, okay? How do you go in and you really say, what is the opinion? Not, not what is my opinion and how do I filter it into somebody else's opinion? It's what is that absolute opinion? Right, wrong, indifferent, there's nothing. It's just indifferent. It's yeah. neutral. What is that opinion? What is it saying? Why are they saying it? Et cetera. Yeah, cool. that was that was powerful. All right, okay. Brad, you're you're up to the plate, dude. You're you, you your mind is much bigger well, I think my brain is bigger <laughs> than yours, like in size, but your you know, your thinking ability and your ability to process and your intellect is huge. I mean you you got a lot out of it. What were some of the main main takeaways that you yeah. got out of this? Well, this year I came on thinking, you know what, I need to take a break from this. I got a lot going on just in life. And, and so I was set to, this is, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not coming next year. I'm going to, I just need a break from it. And I'm, I'm <laughs> signing up again. I mean, it just, there is, there's no other event like it. But I want to add some to what, what Ryan said about Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, not only are we taught to, to find shortcuts, if something's not really complex, and you have to use big, huge vocabulary words, then we disregard it as, wow, that's not the right way to do it, or that's not going to get the result we want. We've also been taught that finance is very, very complex, which is why we need advisors and Wall Street and all this stuff going on, where that was a, a really impressive thing. If you sit through the seminars, nobody was speaking in language that a, an 18-year-old couldn't understand or a 16-year-old just... We because had an eleven-year-old there who was understanding that information, right? He was the yeah. one that was up there articulating it back to the the rest of the crowd. It was amazing. <laughs> What's amazing? So, so when you find the principles, like you said, principles govern. 
what we need to do, those are always very, very simple and very, very understandable. And then the nuance comes in, Ryan, like you said, finding a niche and then figuring out how you're going to apply those. But so my big takeaway from um, the summit was to be able to act better or Kiyosaki talked a lot about he wanted to teach us how to see the future because he viewed himself. Uh, he learned from Buckminster Fuller how to be a futurist and, and that served him well. I mean, you look at the stuff that he saw coming and, and he said he did it through going big first. So we go big, and I sort of tied that back to looking for the principles, right? At 10,000 feet, what's happening, what's going on. And big it's picture. Big, big picture. Big picture. That's a good way to say it. It's, and it's the, it's the basic, the looking for those very simple, well, this is doing this, so that's bad. Or this is doing this, and that's good. I mean, it's really simple stuff before you try to dive deep down in the details. Um, and we did that. I think we, we were making that transition. We go to 10,000 feet and we come down to, to the ground level and then back up to 10,000 feet and back down to the ground level. So that was sort of repeated throughout the whole thing. So I, I liked that. And I'm going to go back and read. I haven't read Rich Dad Poor Dad forever because yeah. I kind of thought, okay, I made the mind shift. Now I want to get into details. Yep. But Kiyosaki would say a couple things. And we're like, holy cow, that's, that's amazingly profound. But it was five words. Yeah. So I want to go back to the book and, and go to 10,000 feet again to because this is a good chance now with all this information what we've downloaded to to then kind of get that get that perspective again. Yep. And I think looking looking at what, you know, this the uh, Kiyosaki strategy. Like what how would you sum up his strategy? Cuz I look I look at him and you know, he he considers himself kind of a, a a a simple a simple person as far as how he thinks. But what's really profound is that he surrounds himself with other thinkers. Okay? And those he doesn't say that his opinion is right or wrong. His opinion is but it's always bendable, it's flexible. And I think that's, I mean, Robert said, Robert Helms, one of the real estate guys, he said that today, he said, you know, Kiyosaki was at, in the back of the room taking notes on every presentation, okay? Yeah. All means, all presentation. Why, why, was he, why was he doing that? What does it say about him? It says he hasn't arrived, he doesn't have this ego that says, I know everything, and I've written all these books, and I'm a financial guru, and it, that's not his mentality at all, right? His yeah. mentality is, you know, here's what I've come to understand, but it's also the acknowledgement that there's a lot more that I want to understand. And surrounding myself with the right people will allow me to absorb other perspectives, other opinions, so then I can figure out what the future looks like, yeah. right? And, and that's, that's the other takeaway I had. This was kind of said at the end by one of the, one of the faculty, one of the presenters. He said he goes to a lot of conference and they're full of sort of entrepreneurs. You know, people that, you know, that, you know they're, they're big talkers, but they haven't done anything. And he had us all kind of raise our hand, who's done a real estate deal, who's done this, who's done that. There was actually a question asked earlier in the thing, like, how many people here have W-2 jobs? Like, four people raised their hands. Mm -hmm. He's like, this is a crowd of doers. Mm -hmm. And as, Pat, you were saying, you know, Kiyosaki surrounds himself not just with smart people, but he surrounds himself with people that get it done, yep. that do it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to take a look at the people I surround myself, because we've all heard it. You're the sum total of five people you spend the most time with, and your networks, you know, if you want to increase your network net worth, increase your networks, yep. those types of things. I'm going to look around, and I'm going to find ways to spend more time with people who are doing it. Yep. Not just who know it, not just who talk it, yep. but do it. Uh, th so that was a kind of a big takeaway for me to sort of upgrade my network that way and, and we're going after doers. So how, how do you think that's going to help you? Uh, it's where what happens to me, because I try to think through and process everything, mm -hmm. 
uh, I kind of fall into that, uh, you know, analysis by paralysis type type thing where I want to either know everything before I jump into it or at a very minimum, I want to categorize and at least see my blind spot so that as I move forward, I know what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And I'll spend a lot of time trying to think through it. And yes, it le- you can learn from others to an extent, um, but you can't learn it from a book. I mean, other people's experience is just that. It's, it's somebody else's. Mm-hmm. So I, I fall into that, well, I want to see as many per- perspectives as I can and try to eliminate my risk uh, and my, you know, the time I have to go through learning that. Mm-hmm. But what I need to learn how to do is to act more often and more frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of st- I'm trying to connect the dots with that idea of staying very simple mm-hmm. and saying once I know what the principle is, mm-hmm. I've got what I need and now I need to move. Yeah. So I need people around me that are helping me move rather than think and analyze and strategize. Yeah. Well, I think at looking because as you were as you were saying this is what, this is what I was envisioning because we we all us three we go to the same CrossFit class right in the in the morning, and I look at you know one of the dynamics of CrossFit is that you you're pushed to do something that you would not do on your own. And and you're pushed in different ways, mm-hmm. right? So you are very you are very competitive. I know I've known you for a long time, <laughs> right? And and looking at you know putting yourself in a room, right, where there are people that are going to push you. I think it's not just from a physical stance; it's also from mm-hmm. a mental stance because you, as I do, and I'm, I know you do too, Ryan. We recognize that we we have very unique ways of thinking. We have our own perspective. We have our own paradigm. Pardon the pun. But we understand and we value other people and we're humble enough to say, listen, I value that person and they're a doer. They think differently. I need to align myself because they are going to pull me and I could potentially help pull them. Yep. No, absolutely. Yep. The, the motivation behind it is, yeah, the, the I won't be the last one. I mean, I'll always be the first one, but I won't be the last one. And so if I'm around everybody that's moving, I'm going to get my button gear and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it done. Absolutely. So, so the, those were kind of my big takeaways. Cool. So I'll give you, I'll give you mine. What, I mean, I had a million, but I think the one that really stood out for me was when Kiyosaki went through the cone of learning, mm-hmm. right? And it was right after G. Edward Griffin went in and had kind of a, a very simple, but yet profound explanation of the difference between indi- an individual and a group or a collective. We won't get into that right now. Maybe we'll, I'm going to try to get him to, to do an interview in the next little bit. That'd be awesome. awesome. But, but bas- what Kiyosaki went through something that was extremely profound to me. And that's what I want to spend the, the bulk of, of this on. And, and I really think it applies to the majority of people that are, that are listening, and, except for Brad. And this is why, this is why I say it. <laughs> because the cone of learning is you know essentially the uh what is it it's it it starts with the the uh what's how we retain it's a retention that's i was looking for retention yeah Yeah, it's like the retention of information right and and it's a it's basically a cone right an inverted pyramid or inverted triangle and it's essentially at the bottom uh reading right so reading something reading a book and the retention level is like you know 20 20 percent and then you work your way up all the way to the most retention, which is actually doing. It's the activity. It's participating in it. But what was profound to me is he he essentially said that the majority of our education system is all focused on that 20%. Yep. If you work your way up and you collaborate and you work in teams, it's cheating. Yeah, in the, in the traditional educational system, right? 100%. Yeah. And so at the bottom of that pyramid, when you look at you know the majority of kids that are going through school, they are taught that if they don't conform to that 20% and they don't retain information, they're only 
a, a select few have the wherewithal and the talent and the modality to to receive and and retain that information that they are a failure they are inferior they are inadequate and that's how he felt growing up right because he didn't fit within that mold or that box okay that we're trying to we're, we're pushed into and we you know we're supposed to conform to that he was a delinquent he was not going to achieve everything anything and we've heard that about a lot of a lot of people so what was fascinating is he said that you know the world has essentially been conditioned that if you don't conform to that lower 20%, the educational system and what they define as success, then you are somehow inferior. And that has really programmed people and created this paradigm of, I have to go to work or I have to go to school, I have to get a degree, I have to get a good job with benefits and put money into a 401k and into the market. And that's just this step by step by step by step, we're like robots conforming, you know, essentially to what we've, what we've been taught to do. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Um, in in growth and personal growth, they say that the majority of your lifetime habits are solidified by the age of ten, right? So the way you learn is solidified by the age of ten. But we learn in the way that Robert Kiyosaki talked about, right? Where we don't collaborate, we don't think outside the box. We we study to take a test to regurgitate information. We do what we're told to do, and you know, the, I found that in my own life, it was really hard to break those paradigms. And yeah. it, it doesn't happen overnight, and mm-hmm. it has to consistently happen. That's one of the great things about this conference is I had an opportunity to re-break you know, those paradigms once again and always solidify mm-hmm. you know, habits that I created several years ago in the school system, which those aren't the, that's not the way to create wealth. That's not you know, working to, to study for a test and get a job. That's not the way most people create financial independence. Yep, and, that's, and, and that is a, that's such a powerful idea. But I think also it's the, it's the mentality, and I see, it in my, I see it in my kids, right? I see it, and especially with my, with my older daughter, Right, so my other daughter, I think, fits within that you know that twenty percent. She she can retain and she can read well. My older daughter, you know, she has she has some she has some struggles, and it, and she was you know she was, and this this stopped a couple of years ago. But she would always raise her hand. She didn't know the answer, but she's like you know like to raise her hand, right? And just you know say it, it was it was funny. So the stuff that came out of her mouth sometimes, but. What do you think happened in school over the last couple of years? Shame right? for them. Yep, because she said the wrong thing, or she yeah. wasn't able to read, wasn't do it, and it, and she's a she's powerful. She has talent. She has some insight, but it's it doesn't conform to what traditional education says is good. Well, and and that's to bring back the kind of learning idea. If if only twenty percent of our learning takes place there, and then if we don't get it right. On just that twenty percent, we're told we're wrong, we're and wrong. we're punished. We're not smart. We're and, stupid. And so all of that fear of of getting the wrong answer, it it then sort of almost traps people to where they won't move up the cone of learning. They won't figure out be, for that fear of, of being being wrong. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it in as I've trained employees, um, as I you know worked on our family farm and things. People were so afraid of making mistakes. That they would do nothing. Paralyzed. And what's the best way to learn, right? I mean, it's to make a mistake, fail fast. Yeah, yeah it's not It's not down in yeah. that reading more or whatever way. And there are people that literally, literally just sit there. I mean, training employees will just sit there yep. until you come and, and tell them what to and do. And you see that they're yep. stuck. And then you drag the information out of them, what they're stuck on, and help them through it. Because yep. they, they would rather do nothing than, than, be wrong. Than, than be wrong and make a mistake. And that is, again, it's a, it's a programmed idea. And yep. it's so powerful because that, psych, that psychology, dict- and, and if it's repeated over and over and over and over, it dictates their, a person's entire life. And, and one thing that I love from, I grew up playing sports, and my football coach in high school, the thing he said 
over and over and over, but especially in the very first practice, he says, um, he says, the only time I will get mad at you, uh, he says, you can make mistakes, but you better make them full speed. If you make a mistake full speed, no issue with that. We'll work on it. That's what we're here to. That's why we practice mm -hmm. five days a week, and then we have a game once. Yep. But what I don't tolerate are half speed mm -hmm. mistakes. Um, and I've tried to kind of, I mean, that's, I, I don't know, I, I liked that idea that the faster we can fail, the faster we can be doing it. As long as we're working in the right direction, our mistakes help us. Mm -hmm. We get to learn, we get to practice. Yep. Um, but without that, oh. and no, it's per it's perfectly said. And I, 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 if you guys remember when when uh, Kiyosaki was giving um, some of one of his one of his talks, he was playing the video. And as I was looking at you know him and the interviews that he did, you know pre crash, post crash, uh, in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, it it was interesting because who was he talking to? He was talking to the A student, you know, bottom twenty yeah. percent, and it, the conversation it, they were having a conversation. But there were two totally different mentalities, yeah. and it was kind of like they could they couldn't under they were speaking the same language, but yet there was no understanding. No communication. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna say something, Ryan? Oh, I was gonna. I think I was gonna put that in context of, of real estate, right? Yeah. I mean, real estate's a complex subject, and we're here for the real estate investing. Yep. We've all invested in real estate. Mm -hmm. And the, the most lessons that we learned was on our first investment, our mm -hmm. second investment, when we did things new for the first time. We actually mm -hmm. took action and we failed, right? The majority of the learning comes when we make a mistake, we learn what happened, what, what was the deficiency, what, why did we fail, mm -hmm. we correct it and we become better going forward. Yep, and I think it was when, when, uh, when Dave Zook, if you guys remember when he stood up and he said, you know, and when, during this cone of learning uh, speech, he, he stood up and said, I, I have a, you know, like a, a 9, 10, and, and 12-year-old or something like that. Like, what, they're in that system. Like, what, what do I do? And what did Robert, what did Kiyosaki say? Do you guys remember? No, I can't remember. He said, play cash flow. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just say, play, play the board game. Because in the end, really, what are, what are people going to school for, right? And I even, I, I, I've asked my daughters this a number of times, like, what do, and try to get them out of the programming. Like, what are they doing? Well, what are you, you going to do this? Why do you want to graduate? Well, I want to graduate because, you know, I, I have to to get a job. I mean, that's when we, you know, that's when I know I need yeah. to do some re-education. But I have to get a job. I mean, they're programmed into, they do this and this and this and this and this and this. They graduate here. They get a degree here. They get to do this. And they, then they get a job yeah. to receive money. And then they spend their entire life doing that miserable. And that is where... Again, the majority of people are, and we always ask. I mean, us, because we have a very you know difficult challenge sometimes when we are trying to get into uh, people's minds and say, you know, listen, everything you've been taught about money, your four hundred and one k, the stock market, mutual funds, okay, it's all rigged. And for us to say that's very, it's very difficult because people have been programmed to do specific things for so long, and then suddenly we're supposed to say, you know. No, you, there's other ways. There's better ways. It's it's a very difficult it's a very difficult transition. Well, and the, the challenge with that is think about I mean anyone who's gone through through school and through college and even post postgraduate education, how much do you learn about personal finance? Hardly anything. Nothing. I got my master's in finance and I knew nothing about personal finance. Yeah. And so one, once I graduated, what did I do? Put my money in a four hundred one k. I crossed my fingers <laughs> and I hope it worked out. I mean, I I learned nothing about personal finance yeah. and it's not. That, that's the sad part. It's school trains us how to make money for someone else. 
and to develop the financial education that you need to actually make the money that you're going to earn in the professional world work for you mm -hmm. and achieve true financial independence, that requires a whole different type of education. Yep, 100%. Yeah, a couple, couple things more dangerous than saying, well, I need to do well here so I can get a job is schools link getting the right answer to self-worth and self-esteem. That Great point. Yeah. And, he and, brought that up, yeah. And kids, especially earlier in high yeah. school, they're starting to make that connection to yeah. Jobs and, and success, but yeah. at you know a fourth, fifth, and sixth grader, they're just wanting acceptance. Yes, and they're wanting to find themselves. If they get the wrong answer, they feel bad about themselves. Yep. And the the thing I was thinking of when we were talking about this too was um, in school, and this is why Kiyosaki can't communicate with people on you know CNBC. In in school, how many right answers are there? One. One. In real life, how many right answers are there? Many. A bajillion. Yeah. Right. There isn't one way to do anything. Uh -uh. And, but in school, there's, there's only one, and we're, and we're taught to narrow thinking, narrow thinking, narrow thinking down to that one answer, yep. mm -hmm. rather than expand, 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 and find mm -hmm. possibilities. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, between coupling that with, you know, fear of failure, you know, the track to get a job, um, tied to self-esteem, and that there's only one right answer, I mean, it's just, it's, you, I mean, it makes sense why we are in this situation, why so many people in this situation are, they don't even know it yeah. the program and the education they have does it and that's why the cash flow game is so cool because there's there's a thousand ways to win there's tons of creativity and you're supposed to fail and make mistakes and, yep. it, and it brings it sort of begins to break that down yep. and it for me applies to not just well helps me buy real estate it helps me think in a lot of different ways because mm -hmm. it breaks down that structure yep. Well, I think the biggest thing you hit is, is really a person's feeling about themselves. And I totally agree. And he did hit on that. He said that yeah. there is a complex form where there is just, if there is just one answer and you don't get that wrong, you're a failure. And looking at, you know, the, again, the cone of learning, there's so many ways to learn. There's not just one way to learn. It's yeah. not reading and taking a test, right? It's doing an experiment. It's being in a group. It's accomplishing a project as a group together. It's experiencing something. And sometimes we're sometimes people are wired to do that, and they're not wired to read, right? Their brain just does not conform to that specific idea. And how do they feel about themselves where there is only one answer and they get it wrong? And that over and over and over and over creates a complex, and that complex is very is very destructive. And there's probably a lot of people listening right now that can you know sympathize with with this. I can to to a degree because I've I learned in in business. Uh, and sometimes it takes me multiple times to learn it that I can't sit down and read a book and, and I sometimes can, can read a book and kind of get some ideas but where I really thrive is in groups and having discussions that's where I feel the most energy it's when I can collaborate and I can understand other people and ideas and come up with new ideas that I would have received had it not been for the group discussion and that right there is not it's not accepted in school but yet that's why coming here and th this is a better education than anything. I mean, I pull my kids out in a heartbeat to, to come here. We, we, and we've done that in years past. But looking at what you can learn here in this type of experience, you may be an A student. You may be down at the bottom. But typically with A students, you're, you know, you, you're, you're like that, right? Yeah. You have, but you still, you learn in all these other ways above that cone of learning, right? Yep. And you value that because I've, I've been in um, groups with you a, a ton of times. So that's where you know everybody, regardless of who they are, can come to an environment like this. And as you said, it's an environment where somebody, anybody, can get something out of it. 
and and it's extremely profound. Yeah, well, I, I started to push. I had to become a better group learner. I had to become a better practicing learner because, like, even in the cash flow game, like, I get stressed. <laughs> like, if I'm losing or if I'm, in, if I'm like, not, if a deal goes bad, it's a board game, but I, I get physical stress because I'm such a, I, I was yeah. such, you know, that, that kind of A student. But what I, what changed, what shifted my learning was that idea. I got really good at getting the one answer that was in the book. So I, I read and I, and you know, auditory, I, I forced myself to be really good at that because I wanted to excel and that's where my kind of self-worth was based. But mm -hmm. when I realized that life didn't work that way and there there were multiple ways and multiple answers and I needed more of a, a broad-based thinking, that's when I said, okay, I gotta, I gotta figure out group learning, I gotta get in with other people, I gotta talk through it. And now that's definitely become cemented in, in my way of learning too. There's times where I need to talk through things when I'm looking for an answer that isn't there. Yep. If I need, if I just need to go look something up, I, I've got that skill so I can do that really well. Mm -hmm. But it's it's the problems that don't have a single answer or a clear answer, an answer you can look up in a book, where I need groups, I need masterminds, I need to pull in those yep. other those other types of learning. Yep, and I would say, you know, obviously this there's a pretty high barrier to entry to come to the, the, the cruise. Uh, it's, not, it's not cheap, uh, but at the same time, doesn't mean that if you don't come to this, you can't have learning the way that we've experienced this week. There are lots of meetup groups. There are still cash flow clubs spread throughout the country. Uh, the idea behind the mastermind group, right, and forming one of those and really trying to align yourself with people. You don't have to do it physically. You can do it virtually. You can do it through video conference and Skype and Google Hangouts. But one thing, you know, that I think we have all, I mean, we're, I'm talking about us three, we've all benefited from is we've had, we have incredible discussions all the time. And it really helps us all grow on, on the levels that we're at. And without that, I don't know where, I don't know where I would be. Uh, this cruise, you know, the six, this is the sixth time I've been on it. There's always something that I walk away from that helps better me. And I don't know what type of price you can put on that. But for those that are, you know, listening to this and trying to figure out, well, yeah, I agree with that, but what do I do, right? Start to think about it and make the commitment to, to find a group of two, three, four people and study an article, right? Study, you know, a chapter of a book. And I don't know, I don't know, does, does Kiyosaki even have anything on, on how we do study groups? Have you ever seen I've anything? Never, I've never seen anything like what we did. I mean, yeah. that, 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 that totally blew me out of left field. But there, but there are lots of successful people that post book lists, yeah. that post yeah. reading groups, that do it all kind of virtually. You don't necessarily get to sit there and, and listen, but they're, they're posting what they're reading and what they're talking about and where they're learning. But, and, and yeah, this is a high barrier to entry, but there, there are lots of other conferences. The real estate guys are doing something every other month, it seems like. They've yep. got something that you can go down. And it, the topic almost doesn't matter. If, even yep. if you're not interested in syndicating capital, yep. go to the secrets of successful That's syndication. That's true, too. Because people are around, yep. right? Or, I mean, there's tons and tons and tons. Um, I mean, Pat, we went, to, we went to all kinds of conferences before we finally sort of ended up here. Yeah. So there, there's plenty around and available uh, once, you, once you start looking. And again... There isn't a right answer. There isn't a right event. Go yep. and start learning. And, and experience if, it. And even if you go, it's almost just as valuable to go to one that's like, wow, I didn't get anything out of this. Yep. That's almost as valuable as going to one you get amazing Tons stuff. Tons of value. You know what, it what you're looking for. Yep. Exactly. One thing I was going to say with that too, Brad, you and I, we've been accountability partners for like three years now. Right? Yeah. You know, we set goals together. We read books together. We, uh, we I mean, even, even a, a, a texting each other at five in the morning, making sure we're getting up and, and hitting CrossFit. I think that's tremendously beneficial. I mean, if find one person, your your best friend, your spouse, meet someone new, someone that has a similar drive and desire as you, 
and set some goals. Just start off as a small goal. Maybe read a book together, mm-hmm. right, and discuss it. I mean, as you said, Pat, not you know reading that information that's gonna only that's that's not gonna really seep in very much. But mm-hmm. once you read it and discuss it, yep. and then read it and discuss it and apply it. I mean, you're now moving up the cone of learning, and you're actually gaining practical, usable information. And yep. that, you know, having someone to help push and drive you—that's the big thing about CrossFit. You get in that room. If you go to a gym by yourself, you're not—you're going to work out, you know, kind of hard. But man, you get in a room with a bunch of other people pushing you, driving you, and holding you accountable, and your workouts go to a whole another whole level. new level. Same thing with with our education and with what we're, you know, what you're trying to do. Set a goal, define an accountability partner, and make something happen. Do something. Yeah, and I also think looking at accountability, you guys both have a tremendous amount of respect for each other. And so you don't want to do it with somebody that you don't find credible, right? Because you're not going to be accountable to them. Yep. And and that's where it's it's profound accountability is one of the best things that you can do because when you commit to somebody and you know you have to be accountable, you figure out a way to do it. Okay, cool. Well, this is this has been a cool podcast. This has been a cool trip. Yeah, these are. I think we've done every. You know, we've done on every every summit. I've I've done one. And Brad, you've been on all of them, uh, for for four of them. So yeah, go back and listen to the to the previous ones. Just go uh, onto iTunes and uh, and subscribe to the podcast, or go to uh, the URL thewellstandard.com. Uh, also, we have our our second uh, uh, cash flow wealth summit that's going to be coming up here. Uh, in uh, pro- first week of June. So you can go to uh, cashflowwealthsummit.com. You can get access to all last year's videos and courses. Uh, we have Kim Kiyosaki on there, Blair Singer, uh, Tom Wheelwright, Andy Tanner, uh, and uh, Ken McElroy, and, and th- you know, a number of other, two other other speakers. So you can go get access to the previous year's videos, uh, but then also on there, if you are registered, you will get an invitation. We're gonna do kind of an advanced registration as well for the Cashflow Summit uh, 2016, and we have some really cool speakers speakers that'll be uh, be on board, including including you guys. You guys are going to talk about some real estate stuff that you guys are doing. Uh, but anyway, it's, uh, it's awesome to have you guys listening again. Definitely go check out our uh, uh, our webpage, paradigmlife.net. Uh, on there, we actually have a, a new article that I wrote for uh, the real estate guys called Perpetual Wealth. And uh, we'll put that on the resource page. You guys can download that for free. It's basically talking about uh, our services, our strategy, and how they align with real estate investing principles. All right, guys. Thanks again for, uh, for joining us today. And we will see you next week. You've been listening to the Wealth Standard Radio Show, your gold standard in everything financial.